Hello everyone, this is Kerwin and my buddy, and we are at episode number 19, or oh, we're cranking out these things, and it is, today is July 19th, so we're doing episode 19 on July 19th, which is pretty cool. Actually, um, it's the 18th. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, this is not a, this is not a good start. I was trying to get away with that, Kishore, because we actually did episode 18 on the 18th, which was today. That's true. Yeah. Episode 18. So yeah. I, was trying, I was trying to release episode 19 tomorrow, but that's fine. So we are recording episode 19 on the 18th of July, but we're actually going to release it to you on the 19th of July. How about that? <laughs> um, so... Lots have been going on since we uh, recorded uh, like an ep episode 17. And episode 18, if you get a chance, that uh, we spoke with uh, Ram Kumar. He's, um, uh, he's from Chennai in, the, in India, and he did an expat flight. And it's amazing to hear what happens behind the scenes uh, of an expat. So even more crazy stuff is happening. Like um, Iceland Air says they're going to fire all their flight attendants. They have. Okay, so they fired. have already fired them. And yes, they're use, permanently. No and possibility use, of rehiring. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so, so, so tell us, Kusho, what's I saw this and I go, this is a stupid headline, I am not reading it. And then it's all over the internet. So tell me, what the heck is going on with that? So, I mean, it's like as if we didn't live in a more, in a bizarre enough world, we get this news uh -huh. actually today. Um, that Iceland Air um, negotiations between the corporate entity and the Icelandic uh, flight attendant union collapsed. Uh, despite this was the vote by the flight attendants on the agreement that the union heads organized with corporate with the corporate, and so Iceland Air fired all of them permanently with no possibility of rehiring. Now, this is as of today. Now, who knows if this was just a grand gesture and things will change tomorrow. Yeah. But effective tomorrow, pilots of Iceland Air aircraft are going to take over flight attendant roles in the planes. And what Iceland Air said is that there will be no serving of drinks or serving of meals on the flights because... Um, I believe your only meal is a bottle of water. And the level, the number of departures out of Reykjavik is like in the low, very low single, double digits. So like between 10 and 20 a day. Hmm. And um, so essentially the pilots will be responsible only for safety procedures. Now, again, this may be a threat. Um, and who knows what will happen in the next few days but as of tomorrow as of monday i still their pilots are going to be in the cabin so doing flight attendant roles now i don't know how they agreed to this <laughs> but um i guess iceland can do it because of their contract negotiations or whatever but it's just very very odd it's extremely so, um all right, so, 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 let, so let me so, get this right. There will be two pilots normally in the, in the cockpit and whatever reserve they need. That's still... Yes. Uh, but 
the people who are going to be, the role, as they say in the daytime, so proper, is the role of the flight attendants are being played today by pilots. Is, <laughs> is, is that the deal? Yes. Because uh, you still oh, have to have, today. You still have to have, you know, one flight attendant for every 50 passengers. Right, right. It's just every, that they will be pilots. But they're just going to be pilots. Okay. And I, I'm guessing the pilots are agreeing to this rather than getting, rather than losing their jobs, I guess. Yeah, because they said, they gave an example of May where they said approximately 319,000 passengers flew last year in mm -hmm. 2019 in May on Iceland Air. And this year it was barely 3,000. So no one's flying. Um, no one's flying. So there won't be that much work, but I don't see how they could continue this for more than a few weeks at best. Yeah, that's great. So, because all those pilots have to get training on the aircraft. I mean, yes, they already have training on it, but they still need, you know, safety training, flight attendant safety training. It's not the same as a pilot. Yeah, no. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure they've thought of this because it, they have to do it in two days, remember? Yeah. And normally, flight attendant training takes what a couple of months. Well, I guess if you think about it, the pilots, the pilots knows all already the, know all the systems in the plane. They know everything to do with safety. Um, they know how the chutes work. Uh, they know how to open the emergency exits. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, let's see if it happens. We'll see how we we'll see how this works. Um, just, when, yeah. just, when, just when you think the industry is not going to do something crazy, because I saw that and I go, nah, that's stupid headline. I'm not reading it. And it's a thing. <laughs> um, <No>. Okay. So <laughs> I'm trying to get over this one. Um, all right. More crazy things are happening. Yesterday, or I guess in episode 17, we talked to you about American Airlines and um, JetBlue um, coming together. And now, um, what's going on with Alaska? Alaska is with American, but not with JetBlue. But what's going on with, Correct. Them, with them and JetBlue? So, again, I just thought this was interesting that two carriers essentially fighting each other both of them in bed with American. So Alaska, it's not a huge issue, but still very odd. Yeah. Not as odd as Iceland there, but uh, decision. But um, Alaska has, because we talked about JetBlue moving from Long Beach to, to LAX, which yeah. is really Alaska's home turf um, after Portland, San Fran, and Seattle on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, so I guess they were not very happy about that. So now they've announced routes to Oregon and, uh, West Coast destinations in California and Florida and Hawaii and also into Fort Lauderdale, which yeah. is JetBlue hub in, on the East Southeast coast. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm not sure what the reasoning is, but uh, maybe it was said to send JetBlue a message. Um, but again, I find it ironic that these two carriers, yes, they're competitors, but they're also in close alignment now with American. 
Yeah. So I guess this helps American out of LAX. So, yeah, so the interesting thing about um, the airline, and we had talked about this before, um, when I think a few weeks ago, where whenever one airline goes into another airline's territory, the other one retaliates. So um, yeah, this is what's happening, right? But it's sadly that's how the industry is. It's a lot of male ego because there's a lot of male that makes these decisions. Um, there, do we have any female scheduler that our VPs are scheduling at any of the airlines? I, I'm the wrong person to ask for that. I, know, I don't think there is. I think almost all of them are males. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> and you know this how? Uh, huh? And well, you know this how? Because I know a lot of this stuff that... Um, don't get sidetracked. No, just from other, just from other, um, you know, from talking to other airline people and okay. being, the, being the airline geek that I am, I don't know. Uh, and, and also, it's the airline industry. There aren't many women at the helm anyway, which is really very sad. Um, but, you know, Kishore, I'm going to go look that up. I'm going to go find out. Uh, because, I, we, I mean, I, I have an airline. Uh, we run, I run PassRather.com. So I'm actually going to send a note and go, can you tell me which, which vice president of a major airline, of any of the airlines, are females? And I don't think there are any. All right. That's something we so, need. We're going to find that out. I know, there, I know there are some in HR, but that doesn't count. Yeah. Um, but sort of that's... Um, well, no, I've, that's all right. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, um, so the, the fight continues, and we're going to see a lot more of that because when we talk about that, uh, something else is in reference to that that we have where um, Spirit is yep. giving United a run for their money in Newark. What's going on with that? Because um, a lot of these smaller carriers seem to have United in their target uh, scopes because... Yeah. I don't know how they're getting all these slots at Newark because I thought Newark was pretty constrained. But now Spirit has, uh, hmm. uh, after JetBlue uh, starting Transcons from Newark, JetBlue is saying they're going to start Las Vegas, Palm Beach, and Boston. Again, these are bread and butter United routes twice a day starting in November. And so they're going to compete with United and JetBlue um, and I'm guessing that they've taken over the slots from Southwest, uh, who have left, abandoned Newark. Hmm. Um, but oh, they're yeah. offering flights at 35 round trip uh, from Newark. So yeah. that's going to be very hard to beat for United. But um, They're not going to match those. Um, because I, th I think a lot of the United traffic... They won't be able to. Yeah, a lot of the traffic from Noah comes from the corporations anyway. Yeah, but see, the corporations are not flying, though. And notice that these are all leisure routes that are bouncing back faster than the business, even though Boston is not exactly leisure. It's both. Yeah. I would say it was more business, but still. But I still don't think even with these low fares, people aren't flying. Because um, I've been getting this... Remember, uh, this is November. Yeah, but so, you know, but okay. So we're talking about November, right? I don't think things are going to change by November. 
um, because we are still, there's still a lot of stuff going on and we don't miraculously recover from this in, yeah. it's July now, right? November is only what, four months away? hundred days. Yes, I know. Yeah, I don't think that we're going to miraculously recover from this because like, I have a bunch of conferences coming up and they got canceled. Yes, well, spirit seems to think so. Yes, yeah, so we people, will. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen um, because the conference is canceled, so it means that nobody is nobody is going any yeah. anywhere. Um, and it's not just conference in the U.S. It's conference um, in in Europe as well, and also in Asia. They've all been canceled. First of all, Americans have to be allowed back into the rest of the world. Yes, but right, know, because we're effectively banned from everywhere. Yeah, but you know what's interesting with that? Um, we're actually at the level four, so by that by that decree, we shouldn't be traveling internationally anyway. Um, mm. But you know that's a whole other other thing. But um, yeah, this is interesting. Oh. We 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 could talk forever about this, but we won't. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna carry on because there are a whole bunch of stuff to tell you. Um, the other thing about well, United is also you said our United reverses itself at LAX. Yes, because here again, a tit for that. Because uh, when was it? The last episode we yeah. talked about American uh, e-hubbing essentially LAX, uh, and now left with only three long hauls out of LAX, and of yeah. course, United sensing an opportunity, um, reinstated its initial plan to cancel a pilot base uh, at LAX, a seven eight seven pilot base. Yeah. Now. Remember that they're starting Sydney again from LAX after about a year where they canceled it. So um, they could be, again, as I said, sensing an opportunity and moving quickly to solidify their position at LAX because that is a very, very valuable market. I mean, no surprise. But where are the people, Christian? (laughs) Well, this is a long-term decision though, right? So. Um, it's not something that's only for a few months. Yeah, and um, I get that, but still, uh, I mean, so it's going is- to impact about twenty pilots and about thirty, forty flight flight officers, first officers. Sorry. Yeah, that's bizarre. So, yeah. so they're going to move for the, the. They've initially planned to close LAX and move everything to San Francisco, so they've reversed that. But I, I have to applaud them for making such a fast decision. And they'll probably reverse so, it again when something else Well, <laughs> That's going to be interesting, so, though, because, I mean, yeah. But remember, they had also planned to close the 7.5 and 7.6 base at LAX, pilot base. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot more pilots and first officers, but they haven't said anything about the future of that. Yeah. I don't know if that's going ahead or not. So welcome no. to our ever-changing industry. <laughs> um, things are changing faster than we can have a podcast episode on it. At this rate, you're never going to have to have a podcast episode every day, right? Because things are changing. But this week has been extraordinarily busy. with so many different things yeah. happening. Yeah, oh. this is our third episode that we're, we're doing for this week. Well, it's also because we were late for the one last week. But yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So watch out for more um, U.S. But it's good because you know if we, if, if 
the industry wasn't changing, we'd have nothing to talk about. I'm not complaining. Um, all right, so let's go on the international front because the biggest news on the international front, now we actually found out about this yesterday, but we weren't sure and we wanted to make sure, so we didn't say anything. But British Airways is retiring at 747. Holy crap. Four years ahead of schedule and the largest carrier, largest airline flying um, 747 still. Yeah. So now Lufthansa is going to be the biggest uh, yeah. non-cargo 747 operator. But yeah, taking, for, I was hearing all sorts of numbers as to how many 747s BA had, anywhere from 31 to 39, but I believe the number is 31 because I've heard that on the BBC, and I'm assuming that's right. Yeah. So effective immediately. So um, that's a huge, huge drop in capacity. Yeah, that's really big. And uh, I hope they do something special to commemorate it, like Virgin has done for their seven fours. Um, what, what did Virgin do? They had these ceremonial standoffs out of Manchester. So. Uh, you know, they announced it and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I hope BA does the same. They probably will because they're probably going to use uh, two planes that they repainted. Yeah, yeah. Because the average age of a BA 747 is about 23 years. And um, last delivery of a 747, it was the 8, was to Korean Air in 2017. Mm -hmm. So. Um, now there are less than 30 or 40 747s in use around the world. Most with Lufthansa. That's a shame. And some That's with Korean, yeah. And uh, other smaller carriers. Yeah, aren't there some Chinese well, That was quite carriers? a surprise. Yeah, yeah Air China has them. Okay. And uh, then Rossiya has them. we we'll talk about Rossiya later. Yeah. And actually not too many others. So... Um, End of an era. Yes, really. Yeah. What an era, though. Well, it is. But, but okay, so when we think about that, um, what are these, what are they going to do for white bodies? I mean, they don't, I mean, I know the capacity is off. Well, I mean, they don't have hourly flights a lot from New York to London anymore. And um, I think there's only like one flight flying LA to London. And I don't even think remember BA's got the triple seven nine coming, which is pretty close to a seven four four cap. Yeah, but so it's still a few years away. Yeah, right. But they don't need them right now. They don't need yeah. them. Okay, so, so so they've dumped the A three eighty. Um, they've dumped the seven four. Well, not exactly. They've grounded the A three eighty. Well, they're gonna dump. But they've dumped the seven four. Yeah, but you know that it, that's coming, right? Because why would you keep the A three eighty and not? The seven fours. They're modern, more modern, mm. more fuel efficient. Yeah, but they wanted to get rid of them anyway, and like other airlines are parking them. So no, not no. They didn't really want to get rid of the three eighty. Not BA at least. Air France, yes. Yeah. Not BA. Yeah. See, the, no. the, whole, the whole thing is that it, there's so much mixed messages of the airline. Right. One year and like, nope, sorry, we don't need it anymore. Okay. So okay. So they had the A three eighties for long haul. Um, but that's still it's a lot of starting fun. in 2022, they say. 
Yeah, but I still a lot of capacity to fly. Like Houston, Houston, London, they use the triple seven. Right, and, and, and the seven four seven in winter. Yeah, so now it'll be all triple seven, um, or three fifty, or seven eight seven. To the Caribbean, they also use the well. They use a triple seven. No triple sevens. They use a triple seven to the Caribbean. Yeah. So where were they flying the seven four sevens anyway? Africa, India. Uh, some points in the U.S. I think Phoenix right. and Denver, and Houston. San Diego, I believe. Um, New York JFK had a lot of seven four three. Uh, yes. Okay. So my no. guess is now. Now, are, is American Park in any of their their long long haul wide bodies? American? Yeah. They did the three thirties and the seven sixes, but that was a while ago. Okay. Well, thirty two hundreds. Because I'm just thinking on the JB Transatlantic, if BA is parking the seven four sevens, maybe they're counting an American picking up picking up that slack and sharing the revenue or something. But why would they do that when they've got the three fifty and the seven eight and the triple seven? Yeah, but do they have enough to cover all these markets that they? That Apparently they so. You know, it would be good to look. It would be good to look at where um where are going to be the gaps right because if if they're pulling out all these wide-bodied airplanes and now these long-haul airplanes there's a huge there are huge gaps around the world now but remember there are four engine wide bodies not yeah. really the two engine well sure but i mean like for example they're pulling it out of houston right so but they're still going to have two flights to houston at uh, eventually right so, that that means they have to get that triple seven from someplace else. Yeah. So, um, I'm just even even the New York piece. They, if they pull out a pull out a seven four seven from New York, they're still gonna have to put airplanes back in. And so some other route is being cut, or some schedule is being cut. So maybe instead of having but yeah, a lot of schedule has been cut. So I think that's why they can afford to do this because there won't be the capacity, like let's say between London and New York, JFK, there won't be an hourly shuttle any longer, at least not for the foreseeable for the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy though because when you look, when you think about that, that's a lot of crew. Yes, yes, and it's not just like crew that you see pilots. Uh, it's a support. There's a lot of support crew. Yeah. I mean, that's going to devastate Maintenance, the, the, everybody. Economy, yeah, the economy in Hounslow, which is uh, where, where Heathrow is, yeah. it's going to de devastate that economy. Yeah. And um, when you think, they also send them um, to other places for maintenance. I'm not yeah. sure where exactly, because I know the 380s go to Manila. But I'm not sure where the 747s that's go right. for maintenance. So, so. Yeah. So when you think of the airline industry, it's not just, when, when something big, and this is big, when something big like this occurs, um, it, it is a ripple effect. Yep. You're going to be feeling for quite a bit. Uh, so, okay. I but, just hope they bring back the BOAC schedule, <laughs> a color scheme on the 777. Um, that thing is just amazing. Yeah, it is. And, and they, just, they just painted that. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I, I bet like the insurance companies are just like reeling, right? 
these were probably all paid for, right? Remember that the average age is over 20 years. Yeah. So I'm sure they're all fully depreciated. Wow. I would okay. expect. So we're we're gonna have to um we're gonna have to bring Ram on, uh, to talk about that because he's a big seven four seven fan. Uh, but who isn't, right? Yeah, yeah. So, wow. oh, that's crazy. All right, we could reminisce forever, right? But um, so speaking of BA, we had spoken earlier that they, they um, uh, them and Virgin is pulling out of Gatwick, and we couldn't really understand how would that be possible based on how yep. they're structured. But now there's news that they're going back. Yes. So, um, again, this is the mixed messaging. <laughs> um, but after three and a half months, they're going back to Gatwick. And they're operating mainly to the Caribbean and uh, Florida. Well, that's what they used to do. Anyway. Right. right. But they're doing it twice a week now. Mm. So... Uh, what let's see what the cities? Um, it's Bridgetown, uh, Bermuda, St. Lucia, Kingston, Antigua, and later on, Orlando and Punta Cana. Yeah, so yeah, after three and a half months, they're going back. And well, I mean, then I've also found out that Virgin, after saying that they're quitting Gatwick and moving everything to um, Heathrow and Manchester. Well, they've kept their slots at Gatwick. They're not going to have any flights. They've kept their slots. And again, I'm not sure how, how you can do that, but apparently there's a way. Maybe you pay extra. <laughs> so and, and, um, I thought you had to fly the fly aircraft to retain the slots, but I don't know. Maybe they've worked out some sort of deal. Because I remember they just got recapitalized, Virgin. Oh, did they? Okay. Oh, oh actually, actually, yeah. That's one of our topics. So, um, before we talk about that, though, so are they going to do Gatwick to Heathrow and then Heathrow to wherever they needed to go as a flight? Because <laughs> they have to keep the slots, right? And they figure, okay, well, we yeah. just, we'll just originate the flight in Gatwick. No passengers, Gatwick, Heathrow. And then it'll end in Heathrow. Oh, that's weird. No. Oh, that's weird. Our industry continues. But um, okay, so you were talking about uh, you were talking about Virgin. They were um, uh, they had a lot of issues, and um, yeah, and Branson was going to sell the Virgin Galactic and a whole bunch of other stuff. So what happened? Island. Yeah. And uh, well, they got recapitalized with um, an investment management group. Uh, it's the Davidson Kempner Capital Management LP. Yeah. The name of the company. So it's about 1.2 billion uh, British pounds over 18 months. But they expect to include 1 billion in savings. Um, How? They're getting about 200 million from the Virgin Group. And um, they've also got the support of the airports um, and credit card companies. And that's a big deal. For yeah. most airlines. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to include voluntary pay cuts. Um, so they do not expect any recovery um, until 2022, 23. Yeah. So that's a long way off. Yep. 
and they're going to retire a lot of planes. In, they started with the 744s, mm -hmm. and then they're going to continue with the 332s. So at least Virgin's not going to go away anytime soon. The 330s so, are pretty new, aren't they? They're not that old, but they're not that new either. Right. Because um, they're getting the Neos as well, the 339s. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're coming anytime soon. So. I'm, I'm very glad that there are a lot of rich people in this world. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I don't think people realize how, so, you know, you always hear these talk about, before all this happened, everyone was talking about the airplanes and the environment and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think people realize how important aviation is. It's to, not important, it's essential uh, well, to the world economy. It's essential. Uh, and people just don't, because, you know, you, you think about the phone. This phone was brought here by an airplane. Um, the computer we're using was brought here by by an airplane, you know, so just basic stuff. Your mail shows up by an airplane. Yeah, people people get food. Yep. Everything. Get that, right. Everything that we do. And so when people talk about, oh, we hate the airline, it's like um, and we we're just talking about British Airways retiring the 747s, that entire area by, at Heathrow, the area around the Heathrow only exist because of the airlines um you know the, the only reason why they they uh what, what do you call it? the train goes to heathrow is because of the airline you know it, it, it would stop further down the road if we didn't have the airline so um i'm actually glad that these people have some money that they can look at the long term and say well covid is going to be um well, not cured, but it's going to be figured out just like every other every other thing that we have. Uh, we learn to live with it somehow, and then we'll carry on. And so let's invest. Let's let's not make an airline die yeah. just because we don't have any money right now. Ah, crazy. No, BA needed a competitor at Heathrow. Otherwise, they'd have essentially a monopoly. Yeah. So. I mean, and, and, and airlines, they will just jack up the fares because that's just how it is. Uh, yep. and demand. Um, all right. So speaking more of BA, uh, Level is liquidating. I'm really sad about this one. This used to be, I didn't realize this, actually. But Level France is the new name for Open Skies. And they used to fly 757s with the British Airways livery. Mm -hmm. But um, now they've taken over. Business class. Yeah, all business. Uh -huh. And um, so they've become an affiliate of Level, which is the um, Iberia BA um, low cost carrier offshoot after Level Austria that went belly up. Mm -hmm. Level France is the next one. And they didn't fly to too many destinations, but they came to Newark and Montreal, um, and then the French um, territories in Guadeloupe, Pointe-à-Pitre, and Fort de France. Mm. So um, I thought they would do more uh, cities elsewhere, other than in the Western Hemisphere. So I, su I was surprised to hear that they only operate to these five cities. So, but yes, they're gone. So, um, but there are so many other carriers stepping in to take their place. 
like French B, which is starting Paris to Newark, and well, also the French Caribbean. So French B, I flew French B last year. I uh, was still 2020, right? Or maybe it was this year. No, it was last year. I flew them from Paris in June, last year, June, actually, from Paris to uh, San Francisco. And they flew that, seven, that A350-900 that mm. actually continues on to Papete. Um, and brand new airplane, really good service. <clears throat> At the same time, I was thinking of taking level. But I don't think this is level France. Is there also a level that's based in Barcelona? Because they level. were in Barcelona yeah. to um, right. Boston, I think it was. And they've got narrow bodies as well. Well, the three Airbus yeah. narrow bodies. So that one is still okay? Yes. That's still operating. Yeah. Because it's level that... Austria and level France okay. that are no more. So very similar to um, uh, what these airlines do is that they create a company in the country that they're operating and uh, it makes sense of business purposes. So like when Excel Airways went out of business initially, it wasn't Excel Airways France. It was uh, one of the other, uh, one of the other countries. Might have been yeah, because they have a lot of branch, a lot uh, of affiliates. But eventually- It's just like uh, IAG, yeah. you know, they have level and they have dueling out of Spain. I don't know how those two fit into the corporate. Well, uh, it's, it's because the level, level does the level is at the long haul, long, no long haul, transatlantic, low cost and boiling. But they also do intra Europe though. Yeah. But they're competing with each other. Probably not for the, not on the same markets, I guess. Um, so, I really, I really did want to fly. I know a friend used to try, I used to try level, level Austria all the time because I had really good fares. Um, that's so, so I okay, so good. So I can still fly Boston to um Barcelona. To, Bar to Barcelona on the other level. Oh, it's crazy. Um, we ha we have to like really go fly these airlines when everything starts again because we know they're going to be out of business or wait wait they may not be around anymore. Uh, okay, more liquidation. We don't even have any good news. It's all it's all, it's all crazy news. Um. All right, one more. Oh, uh, Aeroflot is. What are they doing? Are they this was, to me at least, the most interesting topic of this week. Yeah. Because I always dismissed Aeroflot as a, you know, has been carrier. Why? One to be laughed at. But I had no idea that they were a Skytrax four star carrier. Supposedly excellent service. Well, they've decided that they want to be a five-star carrier, like Singapore Airlines, Qatar, and uh, others. Yeah. Like ANA and Cathay. And they are the top 10 uh, are considered the five-star. So they have announced a major, major restructuring. So they said... They're going to be exclusively a wide-body airline, much like Cathay Pacific. Right. Um, and they're only going to focus on long-haul and premium routes. Hmm. Now, there's a lot that still needs to be ironed out and explained. So what they're going to do is that they're no longer going to – well, this is as of now. 
Right. And I believe the Russians change their mind quite often before everything finally happens. So they're going to give all their domestic routes to this low-cost affiliate called Pobeda. Um, they already operate. Yeah, um, they've got all sevens, and now they're going to go to uh, all economy configuration. They call Aeroflot is calling this the thirty slash thirty initiative, hmm. and it's supposed to be on, in effect until twenty twenty eight at the late at the uh, at the least. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're saying they can increase their passenger numbers from about one hundred million a year to about one hundred and thirty million, and they can also bring down their domestic fares by thirty percent with this shift from Aeroflot to Popeda. Hmm, because Pobeda has a much, much lower um, cost to operate its flights than Aeroflot does. Yeah. So they're going to give their a lot of their planes, the narrow bodies, to um, Pobeda. But I believe they're also going to keep some of the 320s, the 321s, or premium routes, which I am assuming will be short holes like London Heathrow, Frankfurt, Paris, some other Western European cities or other locations. Right. But they've also got a whole bunch of SSJs, which is the Russian-made aircraft. Mm -hmm. They're going to give all of those to Rossiya, which is the other Aeroflot affiliate. Mm -hmm. Rossiya is uh, um, Again, a leisure carrier that has triple sevens and uh, uh, seven four seven four hundred. Right. Oh, okay. They used to operate to Southeast Asia, for instance, to Bangkok and and Phuket and places like that. So, what Rossiya is going to do is now focus on the Far East, and it's going to be a predominantly Russian aircraft airline because they've got this SSJ, and now that. MC-21, which is the Irkut, mm -hmm. the Airbus 320 competitor, the Russian-made aircraft. So when that comes, Aeroflot is not going to fly it, and they're going to give it all to Rossiya. Mm, okay. And then the third Aeroflot affiliate, which is Aurora, which operates in uh, the Far East, uh, in Sakhalin and Kamchatka and that part of the country, they're going, it's going to be sold. So um, I thought that was really, really, it's because it's a huge yeah. reorganization of the airline. So, and I had no idea it had such excellent service. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'd flown Let me think of Aeroflot, <clears throat> at least for me. I used to think of a drab everything. But clearly I was wrong. No, 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 no. So. Isn't it funny how, but, how, how perceptions are? Um, I flew them JFK to, it was JFK to, um, to Moscow and then Moscow to um, Hamburg. Both flights were amazing. Um, I did oh. have, I did, I was transiting, so I didn't need a visa uh, because if you are transiting Moscow and you're using the same airline, um, then you don't have to, you don't need a visa. Mm. transit but if you're going to use a different airline then you do need a visa and so it was, it was air flight to air flight 
service was great on the first leg and service was, I think it was a triple seven and then, and then it was a 320. And um, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have an aisle seat, um, but it was still a good flight. I think I had like three, four, three or something like that. Um, but it was, it was good. It was a really, really good flight. Um, it's going to be one of the few all white body carriers because there are not that many left now. Yeah. I can only think of Cathay and Emirates. So because Singapore Airlines is no more with the incorporation of Silk Air. Yeah, they got Silk and Scoot, Scoot Tiger. or uh, yeah. No, those are separate. Those They're are separate? separate? Okay. Yeah, but Silk is going to become Singapore Airlines and 73 Maxes. Ah, so but anyway, those get going. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it, it's good to hear something about the rest. See, that's just good news. We've, we've been talking about so much bad news the whole time. This is really good news. Um, oh, that's too funky. All right. So we've got more. I think we've got three more. So we can probably do those. Yeah, we got three more. Um, is Air Asia in trouble? Apparently so. Yes. What's but, going on? With um, that? I've been reading articles how they're too big to fail. Um, they are and this like all that. stemmed there. They've got 60% of Malaysia's air traffic annually, yeah. which is huge. And again, they're, they've done such an amazing job of creating and a real industry, very competitive aviation industry in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Because now they have affiliates yep, in the Philippines, in India, in Japan, in Indonesia, to say nothing of the employment. Yeah. But anyway, so what they've been accused of is a bribery scandal. So uh, from Airbus. Yeah. Airbus is supposed to have paid them about 50 million US dollars. This is a few years old. To mm-hmm. buy about 180 of their aircraft. Okay. And so um, there was a British company that investigated this and uh, they said something smelled fishy. So the stock tanked because the CEO resigned and um, it turns out that they've been, um, what is the word, exonerated of any blame. Okay. But they're losing a lot of money. Um, No surprise again because of this COVID crisis. And there is talk that there may be uh, a casualty in their AirAsia X, which is their long haul right. uh, arm, uh, uh, being liquidated. Again, there's no confirmation of that, but um, um, that's one of the um, casualties. They say they have enough money to, f- to pay their fixed costs for under five months, which takes them to about September. Right. It's not very reassuring, but um, they've brought the Southwest Ryanair EasyJet market to most of Asia. And if they go out of business, I think that's a huge, huge loss yeah, for that part of the world. It definitely yep. will. It definitely will. Yep. Wow. So, um, so yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Tony Fernandez gets out of this pickle. Well, he's a, he's a smart businessman. So very sure. smart. Yep. I mean, come on. We didn't yep. think Virgin was going to come out of it, right? And 
some yep. rich company shows up and go, we got you. So, so um, wow. And, and they're, they're, the parent company is based in Malaysia, right? Yeah, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, Kuala Lumpur. So the, the exact quote was, um, this is issued by Ernst & Young. Mm-hmm. Significant uncertainties with respect to the uh, corporate ability to continue as an ongoing carrier. Hmm. So, yeah. so sort of are, uncomfortable to hear, but I'm sure something yeah. will come about. So they, since they came, but I think it was worth mentioning this. Oh, absolutely! Since they can't fly around mm-hmm. to to see each other, there's lots of Zoom calls going on about this right now. Lots of Zoom calls. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness! Uh, wow. Okay. So, uh, um, Wizir, they're yes. starting service to Abu Dhabi. Not only starting service, they're based in Abu Dhabi now. Because Wizir has all these uh, different hard- affiliates throughout Europe. Right. And uh, so now there's a new airline called Wizair Abu Dhabi with the code 3L. Ah. But apparently that's not enough because now later on this year, Air Arabia is going to have yet another airline called Air Arabia Abu Dhabi. <laughs> that's a little further down the road. But yes, so they announced their routes. And uh, again, they sound a little odd, but... Wizair has been extremely successful, so I'm sure they know what they're doing. Some of the routes from Abu Dhabi are Alexandria in Egypt, Athens, makes sense, but Kutaisi in Georgia, Lanaka, Cyprus, Odessa, and Yerevan. So not exactly uh, run-of-the-mill routes, but maybe they have high yields on those flights. Right. So wow. they're going to start with the 321, two of them, and then they're going to, four more are going to join um, in the first six months after they start. And they're starting pretty, pretty soon. They've already got flights from uh, Budapest and uh, Bucharest to Abu Dhabi. Again, not exactly traditional routes, but... Um, hmm. I think that it sounds like there's more to that than than's being disclosed so far. Uh, they are saying that they're going to add 350,000 seats annually to Abu Dhabi traffic. So, so what? I don't know what, what about be. what about Etihad? I'm not sure Etihad flies to all these cities. Yeah, well, like Kutaisi and Yerevan, I'm not sure. I know other Middle East, I know Fly Dubai does. So, so this may be a competitive response to them. Because they have to get, they have to so, get um, uh, what you call it, um, government rights to do all this, right? So which means that... Yes. Right. So, yes. So something is interesting there. It sounds like it's an agreement since since Etihad may be having trouble and probably won't be able to serve a lot of those routes anyway. They might just be I don't know, something something sounds interesting here. <laughs> yep. And they've announced that their new route will also be Sophia. This is later after the yeah, initial I, route I mentioned. 
Sofia Katowice in Poland. Yeah. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Kluj Napoka in Romania. Okay, so I, I'm going to say yes. I don't know. <laughs> My <laughs> Romanian is terrible. <laughs> um, so, and it's it's so Abu Dhabi is not Dubai. I mean, Abu Dhabi is a much smaller city. Um, yeah, and so you're like, really? They expect all these people to be flying into Abu Dhabi, just similar to how I don't understand why there's an Etihad. Um, I mean, the, the mm. distance, it's, it's 90 miles drive between the two, the two cities. Um, so but then, then by that rationale, why is there an Air Arabia when fly Dubai? I mean, Air Arabia is Sharjah based, which is a well, little farther. Yeah, a little farther over. So it, it, it's a whole thing about the airlines. I think something is, something else is there. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make sense for them just to do what they're doing. Um, well, even when you think about it, so now, so now there's Etihad, there's Wiz Air, and there is um, Air Arabia. Air Arabia. So you have three airlines serving that area. When the area not is, serving, based. Okay, based, but still, yeah. serving, right? And yeah, and I don't think there's that much traffic going no. out of Abu Dhabi to to support those three airlines. Um, so. Yeah. I'm not sure if Abu Dhabi's accounting is hoping for feed for their long-haul Etihad flights. But a lot of it seems backtracking, though, unless they're looking for Southeast Asia. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll hear more and see more. I mean, it's hard to tell yeah. now, right? Because no one's, no, nothing's, nothing's going on in terms, nothing's But Wiz is very successful in Europe. So... I'm sure they wouldn't make such a rash decision without giving it a lot of thought. Yeah, I actually met them. And maybe always once. And he's a and maybe the UAE also gave them a sweet deal to come to the Middle East. Probably because so, you, you know, yeah, a lot of these routes that you see, the countries give the airlines a sweet deal to make it to make it happen. Um, yep. So usually they, you know, the routes will operate at a loss for the first year or something, but they. They, um, they, the governments will, will supplement. Um, okay, it's going to be interesting to see how these... I was going to have a comment on Wizier. Everyone I've spoken to with ever flown Wizier has never had a good experience. Yeah, but, it's the airline everybody loves to hate. I know, but, but they, they all say that yeah, about Ryanair. That's true, but they won't stop flying them. So this girl, every time she flies, she goes, I'll never fly Wizier again. I go, you mean until the next time? And then she comes back on and she goes, Oh, oh, they were turban. She goes to a whole bunch of litany. Why they're turban? I go, and why do you keep flying them? She goes, well, the fares are good. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we, I think that's about all we have. Um, uh, and that's Garuda. Oh, Again, oh okay. So, actually, so Garuda is going to the U.S. West Coast. Garuda is based in Indonesia. And um, didn't they have Indonesia. issues? They couldn't, they couldn't fly to the U.S. I think at one point. Uh, I, I, that was a long time ago. Okay. So yeah, there were safety issues. Yeah. So they good. Again? But that was for all Indonesian carriers. Right. But Garuda, unfortunately, has had a sort of a a rough issue with, for instance, one of their bread and butter routes, which was Amsterdam. 
because they got the triple seven three hundred ER for London, but then they found out that the tarmac at uh, um, Jakarta, Suharto Airport, couldn't take the weight of a fully loaded triple seven three hundred, and it started buckling. So then they had to make a stop get to London and of course that didn't work because London right. is business and people paying high fares are not going to tolerate a stop and they ultimately gave up on London okay so um after trying Gatwick and Heathrow and it's rare that an airline really can't make it at Heathrow can't make money at Heathrow but Can we just... Garuda is an example hold on a second so now they focused on Amsterdam go ahead couldn't they have just fixed the tarmac in Jakarta? I guess that would involve closing down the airport, and they can't do that. Uh, so, okay, carry on. But anyway, <laughs> so they now their latest plan to make money is to start nonstop flights to the U.S., Los Angeles, and San Francisco, Paris, and Bombay and Delhi from Bali. And these are all nonstops. Now, Bali traffic, yes, it's a little premium from the US, mm. but I'm not sure they're going to make money on these routes. And um, a lot of cynics have pointed out that Garuda may have all these intentions, but let the first flight get into the air before you say anything further. Because there's a, long, a huge probability that they will not materialize. But the fact that they're thinking about it is yeah. interesting, I think. I mean, so Bali, because again, it's a great airline. It's a five-star airline, yeah. according to Skytrap. Huh. No, I, I know that Bali, no. Bali has quite a bit of ex American expats, and they're probably looking at that. But a lot of these expats, they're Not that many. Uh, yes. They're cheap. They don't want to spend the money because they... They, they go to Bali and, and they get all these amazing places that are really cheap in American dollars. Um, so they're not, the Cancun for Australians and New Zealanders. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. maybe they know more than so, we do. They have more, they have more numbers than we do, Kasha. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so well, that'll be interesting to look for then. Uh, okay, so we have one more. And this should be the last one. Uh, this is where we don't have to carry this over to the next one. Um, so Lan, I think you had mentioned that Lan was flying from, uh, Chris, is it Easter Island to Papete? Um, I don't understand this route. Why? <laughs> no, all right. So, so I don't see that much traffic. It's, I know it's once a week. But yeah. Easter Island to Papete and back? Why? It's it's not new though. This is a route that they've had before, but they've cancelled it for several years. Um, yeah, and so they're restarting it. But to Papiete, yeah, they, are Tahitians going to want to go to Easter Island? Well, from I think, Paradise. Yeah, but I probably don't think it's just that because they had the route before, right? Um, Lan used to fly um, uh, Papiete to Easter Island to Santiago. Hmm. That Remember, they didn't have the 787. Yeah. Um, now they can do it nonstop. I know, but I'm trying to remember what they used to use at the time. It might have been a 7.6. Seven, 7.6. Six. Seven, six. Probably the 7.6. That's six. all they had. Yeah, that they had before. But um, 
I, I, I mean, there must be commerce or something happening. And because basically you've cut off that island. Wait, Easter Island in Tahiti? Vanilla? No. Yeah, but they've been doing it for a long time. When I would do my round. mean that. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like one of these routes where you go, it's like saying, you know, well, we shouldn't fly to, to, to Micronesia, but, you know, the, the airline brings everything into there. Yeah, you no, know, that's an essential, almost an essential service. Well, but it's, it's probably the same thing for, for um, IPC. I wonder how they were doing otherwise. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, we, we, that's an interesting one. But they used to fly it, and it wasn't so, I don't know why, I guess, I don't know why they stopped, but it was something that they did. Uh, and it was one flight that's, that starts in Papete, goes to East Island, and ends up in Santiago, and mm. does the return. Um, and it has to do that because, uh, so it, it's the flow of the flight. What are they doing? Yeah. So they do Santiago to Papete, and then Papete no. to East Island? Santiago to IPC, and then to IPC Easter Island? To Papete. To Papete and back. Right. But so, to wrap yeah, so it's it's the same flight that they used to run. It's no, oh. yeah, it's not because when I did my around the world, I missed that flight by one day. I did that around the world in the southern hemisphere. I had done um, uh, Houston to São Paulo, São Paulo to Johannesburg, Johannesburg to Perth, Perth to Sydney, and then Sydney up to um, to Papete, and then I was going to do Papete to Santiago. Uh, and then, unfortunately, um, I missed it by one day, and I had to get back to work. So I still haven't done Easter Island as a result. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, I have to look up and see what year I used to do that. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, I think that's it. We did. The I think we've gone way over thirty minutes. Uh, way, yeah. way over thirty minutes. Yeah, we're close to an hour now. So, <laughs> um, but uh, well, that was a good one. I mean, we did a lot. There's a lot of airline stuff going on. Um, do you have anything, anything else before we wrap up? Mm. No, <laughs> just like no. a lot of other smaller topics. But no, this has gone on long enough. Right. Today, this week was overwhelming almost with all this news that yeah. we, sh at least I thought, was interesting. Yeah. And maybe your audience will feel the same way. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And and please, folks, we we'd love to hear from you. Um, we we don't, we're not getting any comments back. You're listening to the stuff, but we're not getting any comments back. So that must mean that we're doing good then, right? Um, but send us hope. emails. Send us comment um, feedback at passrather dot com, and uh, or just go to passrather dot com slash podcast slash w-h-i-t and you'll see all the episodes there um i still have some previous episodes i need to add the idea is to add an episode with uh, a video but it takes so long to do the video and so long to do the transcripts so what i've been doing is just loading the audio versions so you're getting the audio versions um but the hope is to add the video versions as well so thank you guys very much that's a wrap for episode 19 which will be released on the 19th of july which is tomorrow because we're recording this on july 18th and um thank you guys so much we truly appreciate it and um we'll see you next week so this is kerwin and Bushro signing off for another episode of what's happening in travel